Hey, Tyler. What? Uh, oh, hi, Jay. Sorry, I was sleeping. Oh. I wasn't really sleeping. I was just looking in the corner, pretending to sleep. Yeah. Because I, uh, I thought you were someone else. Oh, no. <laughs> It's just me. Oh, hi. How are you? <laughs> Good. It's just me this time, which oh. it, which this is like Inception, but that's another clue. Oh, oh yeah. See what I did there? Because that'll, yes, that'll yes, hit them we're before. Yes, pre-cluing. Yeah. Yeah. You won't even know what we're talking about, yeah. everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question for you, Tyler. Yeah. Well, now I, that you're awake and yes, conscious. Yes, I'm ready for questions. Yeah. Uh, what is, as Halloween is approaching, oh. what is the finest... Halloween candy. Got it right right off the bat. You want me to shoot through it, or you want me to shoot like tell you what some terrible things are first? Oh, well, we could do terrible. Okay, I, <laughs> so I have a, I have a definitive answer for what is the best. Okay, I'm not going to tell you. Yeah, that Yeah, right let's yet. hold on okay. to that. I've, I've and got it mine is the best in, in terms of like throughout the year. Like this is yeah. a style of this particular candy mm-hmm. that peaks I know in your October. Answer. Yeah. I know your answer. Yeah. And, and and they've tried to replicate this peak at other times of year, but Can't it, do it really peaks. Yeah. In October. Okay. So what's the worst? The worst candy. Well, I mean, just straight up circus peanuts are the worst, just in general. Yeah, I didn't used to think so as a kid. I but but I have an experience where I went to Washington D.C. with my parents and ate like three bags of them. Yeah. And puked. Yeah. They are designed for eating too much and then throwing up. Yeah. Because they're kind of marshmallows, <laughs> but not really. That is what the manufacturer <laughs> exactly. intended. That's what it says. Directions for use: <laughs> eat more than you meant to, and eventually and then throw up. Puke. Yeah. Yeah. And then be marveled at the the color of. Oh, uh, that, that, that it was the color of puke the whole time. <laughs> Circus yeah. peanuts are such a weird, like, I don't know how that started. It's yeah. like they messed up on marshmallows, and then they're like, <laughs> what are we going to do with these? And what is the flavor? Like, marshmallow Circus flavor. Circus peanut. Marshmallow flavor is sugar. Yeah. Uh, and then, have you ever driven, like, up near a farm, and, and they have taken the bales of hay that are round? Mm-hmm, and then they've mm-hmm, covered mm-hmm. them in like white plastic. Yeah, so, they look like and, big marshmallows. And it's a big long line. And I was, we were driving. I had the most like Calvin's dad from Calvin and Hobbes. When I was re- when I was a kid reading Calvin and Hobbes, Calvin's dad is always telling lies to Calvin. Yeah, <laughs> like one of them is, "Why are all the pictures of black and white?" Uh, and he's like, "Oh, the world used to be black and white up until the mid fifties." <laughs> he's like, "But what about the art?" He's like, "Yeah, they didn't understand that. It just kind of changed all yeah. of a sudden when everything came to color, but the photographs didn't. So uh, art would change." Uh, so I, when I was a kid. And thought that I was hilarious. I thought, oh yeah, I'll do that to my kids all the time. I will constantly lie to them. Yeah. And then you become a parent, and you realize, no, you that can't is, do. You can't, you can't lie to kids. That is the, well, the opposite of what you do. Selective moments. There are certain. Well, there's creative pretend yeah. that we will like will linger on, uh, but just straight up lies where it's just I'm making fun of the fact that this kid doesn't know stuff. Yeah. So I almost did that the other day with the. So I have the long white. And again, if you haven't seen this before, this is a very um, agrarian thing to do. So wheat farms, hay farms, they will they have combines and stuff now that when they bale hay, you can bale in a circle. I guess it's not technology because the Amish do it this way. Yeah, I was well. going to say this is... So a hay bale, rather than being square, will be a giant... Circle. Circle. Yeah. Kind of like a wheel because yeah. it's flat on both ends. There's then, a killer mountain bike video of a guy that rides on top of one oh, as it's rolling down the hill. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, and they're so huge. I mean, that's, that's... It basically rolls up like you would roll up a, a blanket or a or yeah. a like a sleeping bag. Yep. So imagine that, like a, a sheet of hay that sleeping is Sleeping bag's a great Yeah, or like visual. a Swiss roll. It's actually yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly yeah. like a Swiss roll. Yeah, yeah. So they're all rolled up, and then they cover them in plastic because it keeps them fresh. And mm-hmm. then they can just leave them in the field, and then they kind of cut one open when they need it. So then it's this long, but it's covered in this white plastic that's kind of like vacuum on it. So it's this long strip that goes on for like a football field. And it's just round. Looks like one giant marshmallow log. Yep. And we were driving by it and I said to my kids, look, they're growing marshmallows out there. And <laughs> one of them, I can't remember if it was my, my, my oldest son or my daughter, were like kind of you could tell that they knew it was a joke and they were going along with it because they're right at that age that yeah. it's pretty fun that they'll go along with jokes. And then my, my youngest son, Jedi, adorably and I was like, yeah, they grow like mushrooms. And then they, and he's like, but isn't it gross? So like, yeah, they cut the outside out, and then they yeah, kind of just yeah. shoot them into small. They just dice them up like you do with carrots and stuff. And uh, and then Jedi was like, is that true? And then I had that moral conundrum of like, do I go for the hilarious or do I go for yeah. the actual loving father of this child? I said, no, it's not true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, if you get yeah. called out on it, you yeah. got to And when and they they make circus peanuts out of the stuff that they cut off. That gross. Oh. Yeah. 
So circus peanuts are the worst. That um, may actually be true though, because that smell oh, and horrible. circus peanuts, it's that's kind of similar. Yeah, I've never really liked, I've also gotten stale circus peanuts. So I think oh. that, but I mean, that being said, I'm not really grossed up by anything. I need a circus peanut right now. Like I just, <laughs> again, continuing with my desperate. theme of, of the person who will drink terrible flavored coffee and weird uh, cereals. Yeah. Um, the other kind of bad stuff is the stuff that linger, like when you have your bag of candy as a kid, mm-hmm. and like I would ration it out. Yeah. Like it yeah, kind yeah. of make it last as long as I can. And then when you get down to the bottom, usually it's like Smarties. Well, like Smarties are not bad. No. I like Smarties, but they are always like whenever I'm get, given the choice, and our kids have this the same thing where we, any, any food that they get or candy that they get, we throw into a big pile or a big bag that they keep and kind of when they want treats or something or desserts, they can pick out a piece of candy. And invariably, they're filled, now filled with Smarties. Yeah. And or like peppermints or things that on like grandma candies, which are not <laughs> not bad yeah. in a moment where there is no candy. But when you have any other choice, you will not thumb your nose at the peppermint, but you're like, why would I go? Why right. would I have a Werther's the, original the, right now when I can have a Milky Way? In the presence of better options, these are the ones yeah. that filter down. Yeah. I, I think my answer for worst candy natural selection has taken care of it yeah. because I don't oh, see them as anymore. much anymore. As much. They yeah. show up every now and again. The fabled popcorn ball. Oh, yeah. Any of the homemade stuff really went by the wayside. Yeah, don't do that. Like During just, the myth of uh, the razors and apples and stuff like that. Like yeah. That was not a real thing. Right, right, it, right. Or it was so isolated that it was not a, a legitimate concern. Yeah. We kind of grew up. like We were the first generations to have that threat of don't take candy that's not sealed yeah it used to be people would make cookies and people would make candy apples and people would do all kinds of things that was homemade to give out for trick-or-treats right and i've still got some like candy apples i don't think i ever got cookies but like we would go when i was trick-or-treating in iowa (laughs) (laughs) uh, but we lived on a farm so we lived far away from people so you couldn't just go down the neighborhood because the next house was like a mile away (laughs) right and so and you'd only hit three houses by by going seven miles uh, so we just drove into town to like people that we know. So we just drove yeah. to specific houses. So we hit like twelve different houses, but they give us a big a bunch of big like, hall. Yeah, um, and it, it, invariably some of those houses would give us homemade stuff. But we knew the people, so See, no matter that, how much like McGruff the crime dog told me not to take candy that wasn't wrapped up, yeah, I knew it was okay. Well, see, I think uh, this is back to the parents lying to their kids, mom and dad, if you're listening. My parents ran the uh, check the candy racket a lot longer than I think was necessary. Okay. To the point that I never really measured how much candy came back after oh, the parental check. That, they, that there was a parent tax. I think, I think, yeah, I think there was a tax involved yeah. in that. I didn't. We, our tax, again, everything goes into a big bag, so our tax just kind of happens every time. Yeah. Yeah. You know it's going to be go there. Kids go to bed. It's like, oh, we're going to watch a show. I was like, I want something sweet. I'll just go find whatever they have doubles of, and I'll go for it. Well, and see, that's my kids are just about to turn four, um, so they've not really trick-or-treated yeah. yet. Yeah. But I'm feeling like this year they have to for my benefit. Yeah. They won't eat any of it. Yeah. Uh, but that's fine. That's this Yeah, now is the time that you go, yeah, with a bag for them. Yep. And, get and the I'll, candy. T- I'll take that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you can give them a couple pieces. You yeah. can give the, it's reverse tax. Yeah. It's right. like uh reverse tithe. Mm-hmm. Uh that you can get ninety percent of it and they'll keep yeah. ten. Yeah. yeah. All right, so what's what's the best? Well, the best is clearly the Reese's peanut butter yeah. egg. Or no, the Reese's peanut butter pumpkin. pumpkin. Yeah, so it's the perfect ratio. I am one that the Reese's, we've talked about this yeah. before, but the Reese's peanut butter, which is not peanut butter, it's, I forget the word now. Uh, it's like it's nougat. Nu- yeah, it's not nougat, but it's like peanut butter. Oh, man, I even looked up the word before and I've forgotten it. Paste. Uh, Brianna Mihawk told me how to pronounce it, and I'm sorry, Brianna, that I'm now forgetting what it is. Oh, man. Uh, but it's it's like fudge. It's like peanut butter fudge, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's delicious. And if you get the Reese's peanut butter, that tastes like garbage yeah, because it's, no it's actual peanut butter, but it's like low-grade peanut butter. Anyway, and the Reese's chocolate is also terrible. So I am not. A f- they I mean, sell like the no no no. But oh, like you're the, saying, yeah, the so quality. When of. you have a, a ratio of too much chocolate versus the peanut butter fudge, it, I, it can ruin things we, for me. We this may, is yeah, my personal say, we may taste. disagree yeah. here. We may disagree. Yeah. Here. So the because they're like the small, the minis, the Reese's peanut butter minis, too much yeah. chocolate. Not enough peanut butter. See, I'm all about the big cup. Where you stand on the big cup? Big cup's pretty good, but I haven't had it enough. I yeah. feel like, and you run into those edges that are thick, like the thick That's edges. That's why I like. Not you put a big cup in the freezer, 
and those edges get real hard, yeah. you're having a good day. You know what the best candy to put in the freezer is? What's that? Charleston Chew. Really? Yeah. Okay. Not a great candy on its own. No. It's basically like a Tootsie Roll that's trying to prove something. <laughs> but you put them in the freezer, and they like they get all brittle. And so now you're like chomping through stuff. It's pretty good. There's an episode of Futurama where everything is sponsored by Charleston <laughs> Chew, and it's just so funny because it's like the last thing that <laughs> yep. would sponsor anything. It's like uh, Fuddruckers in uh, in in uh, did, what was that? Uh, idiocracy. Do you see Idiocracy? I need to see it, if only because I think it's a, a documentary for the times yeah, we live in it's now. It's shockingly relevant. Uh, <laughs> it's not a great movie, because much like Office Space, which is also a great movie for the first half of it, and then yeah. it doesn't really know how to end, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. not the point. It's like an SNL sketch, where the ending is you already get what you... Like, the ending is just like, and now we're done. Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of how Office Space ends, and that's kind of how Idiocracy gets. But the there is a joke right at the very beginning that I can't it's even hard for me to say Fuddruckers and make sure I'm saying it right. Yeah. Because <laughs> they evolved the name of Fuddruckers <laughs> to, to, as an illustration of how stupid and crass humanity is getting. Uh, if you haven't seen Idiocracy, it's like a guy who gets frozen in time. It's like Futurama. Yeah. And then he wakes up like a hundred years or a thousand years later and just the world has gone garbage. Like America stupid. has just yeah. gone ridiculous. Watering the grass with Gatorade yeah, with like and Gatorade, stuff. And, yeah. yeah. Um, but... Uh, yeah, so the Charleston Chew example is it would be not unlike um, the Fuddruckers example of idiocracy. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just the the they try to do it with the tree, the Reese's peanut butter tree, right? Um, in Christmas, which is okay, but oftentimes it doesn't really look like a tree, and you're like, what is this thing? So, so I agree, the Reese's is the best Halloween candy. Yeah. Are you proposing that the egg and the the that the pumpkin takes the win over the egg? I think the egg. It's a close. It's a close second between the egg and. But I think I think the bulbousness of the, of the, of the edges of the the pumpkin yeah. may win out over the egg. The egg has consistency. Yeah. Because it's not like you get a Reese's peanut butter egg, or a Reese's peanut butter pumpkin. They're gonna sometimes be slightly different in terms of shape and size. Right. And max chocolate, but the egg, since it's just a weird oval. Yeah, um, they can re- reproduce that more. Yeah, it's, more you can get ten of them; they're all going to be about the same. I want everybody listening to this to know from the bottom of our hearts: this is not an act. This is <laughs> we not. We really care about we this. We really, legitimately. <laughs> if the microphones weren't running, we would have this exact same here's, conversation. Here's my other question: This is oh, here's a hot debate. Okay. And we're gonna, I I invite responses on Twitter. Oh boy, he went there. So, in Halloween. Is the the prime time to get the two pack of Starbursts? Right? Yes, 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 yes. What is your ideal two pack of Starbursts of the classic flavors? So this is of the yellow, the pink, the red, and the orange. What's the best two to get? This is ironic. And then for what's me. the worst two? Yeah, double yellow is the double, worst two. Well, double double anything. Yeah. Well, not double anything. But no, double yellow. I, double yellow is the worst. Yeah. Double I think red, that, I could. That's I could endure. Uh, I am very torn between red and orange and red and pink. It's it's you got to pick. Ah. Or humanity, the world blows up. I'm going to go red and pink. Okay. I, I was leaning that way. That was my first answer. Yeah. Uh, I think they they pair well together. The tartness of the pink and the and the red. So I uh hands down go red and orange. Okay. Is the best. Um if I and to me almost like a double yellow I think is is Just widely stop. accepted as the worst. Yeah. But if I get a double pink, I am not happy. Yeah, I can see that. Now, no, the one thing that's good about a double pink is my wife loves the pink. And so double pink for her, boom, there you go. Double yeah. orange for her, she gives them to me. Right. I love the orange. The orange and the red are on a level, like they're on this level. Yeah. Then you've got uh, the pink and the yellow are pretty close to me. Now, none of them are bad. <laughs> no, right, right. Yeah, even the yellow. Even, I mean, we're talking the yellow, but like it's like it's a circus peanut, but it's not. Yeah. It's just the worst of the best. This is not like runts, where if you get down to the bottom of a bag of runts. Oh, and it's all bananas? And it's all bananas. Although, like, you just have to switch your mind because they're good, but not like the rest of them. I don't know. I, I like the bananas. <laughs> when I'm in the mood for a fake banana flavor, I like the banana runts. But I have to, like, go. You can't just grab a handful and throw them in because you no, get some no, banana. No, no. You're like, Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta be it's like the popcorn jelly bean. Yeah, well, which is gross, but if you're just like on board with like I'm gonna eat popcorn jelly beans, it's not bad. Let's end this here because this is I'm gonna defend the popcorn jelly bean. Yeah. Uh, now licorice jelly bean, that's terrible. Why yeah, would you do that? That's 
indefensible. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's stupid. We have licorice. I did not choose it. I chose jelly beans. Don't try to sneak some other flavor in here. But but my wife growing up uh, had Crohn's disease, and so there were certain foods that were off the menu for her. Does she, she still? Could, is that something you can get yeah. rid of? No, oh. no, that's that's. Oh, I didn't know you yeah. could age out of it. I thought it was just something you had. No, no, you just have it. Oh, uh, so she yeah, still has she, it. Okay. It's chronic. It's in okay. remission, but it's yeah. chronic. Yes, uh, that's yeah. where the word comes from. Isn't that what that Dr. Dre album's about? Yes, Crohn's disease. <laughs> <laughs> but so it's, it's pronounced the chronic. He just yeah. misspelled it. <laughs> One of the things she couldn't eat growing up was uh, was popcorn, and that was a big bummer for her because she loved it at the movies and yeah. things like that. So yeah. I would go when we were going on a date to the movies to the candy store. Can you very quickly? Sorry to interrupt. No, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I'm interrupting for a good cause. What is Crohn's disease? In a give give me a 30 second escalator yeah. pitch on what it is. It's an autoimmune thing that specifically affects the digestive system, okay. and there are varying degrees of it, like. Sarah luckily has a very light case of, of Crohn's that's pretty easily managed by medicine and, and things like that. Um, so one of the things, one of the ways in which it largely manifests itself in terms of lifestyle is you can't eat certain things. Right. Okay. Well, and if you eat but, those things, you will die? No, it just gets very uh, messes with your digestive tract. So is it on, I mean, I know it's not the same thing. Is it similar to like actual celiac disease? Uh, similar In terms of like yeah. diet and if you eat the wrong thing, it could really right. But even that, like, so like there are more advanced cases where people have like entire sections of their uh, intestines removed Ooh. as a result of Crohn's. Okay. Uh, so it could get, it could get really, okay. really nasty. Thank you for that. It was one of those things I kind of had an idea of yeah. what it was, but living with Crohn's is something that I, I wasn't sure what yeah. that looked like. So, yeah. but mainly it's dietary and medicine. Yeah. And right. if you respect those rules as, as does the owner of a Mogwai, then there are no gremlins. Well, it, it's gotten better now. Um, the medication is advanced. They always advertise. I hate that they advertise medicine at all, but yeah. uh, Humira is a thing that came out not terribly long ago. Yeah. Um, and that really changed Sarah's diagnosis. Um, so, but anyway, when we go to the movies, I would go to the candy store and get just a bag of the popcorn flavored jelly bellies. Ah, because, because she could she eat could. those. Got it. And that was popcorn ish yeah. flavor. Yeah. Uh, so that was one of my more romantic, hero y gestures was to. That's adorable. Yeah. Yeah. How about that? Well, I am ad- adorabled at that. <laughs> and I'm also Tyler. And I'm Jay. And this is Roughing the Pastor. should have been doing that the whole time oh uh, yeah we should have theme music yeah. stuff like that yeah okay here's the theme song for spooktober Stop letting yeah, Bartleby it's, it's uh, all right. compose the theme music. So uh, we talked. Uh, we've so we've talked about fear. We talked about Halloween in general this week. Yes, um, we're gonna get into. Um, what are we talking about this week? <laughs> scary movies. Oh, we, yeah, we're yeah. gonna talk about scary movies and stuff. Yeah. Um, so scary movie. What is the? Excuse me. Oh, oh my, Bartleby, you usually are, come at the end. Way off. What are you doing here? You gotta let us screw up oh, first my, before you tell a, us how we screwed up. This is a certified letter. Oh, where did you? When did you get to a notary? <laughs> I'm actually a notary myself. <laughs> All right, I don't know. Well, that you this, learn something new every day. Yeah, just yeah. because you scratch your name in something doesn't mean it's not right. Okay, <laughs> Bartleby has given us. This is not correct. Oh, Bartleby has given us a uh, an order, <laughs> a notarized letter that just oh. says we uh, we need to unpack our Halloween stuff a little bit. Oh. All right, like the candy or yes, uh, oh. it's unpacking, and it gave us some. It's it's certified with a with a seal that has a circus peanut on it. Oh man! Uh, no, uh, so Bartleby and some robust engagement on Twitter. Yeah, hooray for Twitter! Thank you all for Twitter, and hooray for us for our schedule not being. We don't have them banked enough that we're actually in real time with this one. Yeah, right. 
uh, as we have been recently. It kind of shows you where our lives are right now. The, a lot of the, if you like the real time episodes, know that it's it's very stressful for us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Though our commitment to having weekly episodes, this podcast is uh, irrational. Yeah. So yeah. you're welcome. Yeah. Uh, but you know we do have some banked now. Yes, which is another clue oh, that they won't understand. Someone banked. Uh, <laughs> we we have a banked one. Yeah. Anyway. Is, yeah. Okay. Um. So uh. Yeah. So when we 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 are both two gentlemen who love Halloween. Oh, aggressively. In our maybe ag- aggressively is the right word. Yeah. Maybe because, too aggressively. Yeah. I think in our uh, uh our last one, um, we. Sometimes when we're recording, we are also time crunched. We have other things that we're doing. And so um, our Halloween episode was uh, one in which I enjoy everything that we said. I hope you enjoyed it as well. Uh, we relatively stand by all those things. Relatively. Uh, so it's not, it's not a correction <laughs> in content. It's a correction in tone. Yes. Uh, and knowing that we had to kind of get it out there, I think we jumped into our passion uh, maybe a bit much. Where the goal of what we were trying to do is to say Halloween is not something to be afraid of. Right. And we did say that. And Halloween, the historical and and kind of cultural Christian inter- like take on Halloween is it's bad, and therefore we should not endorse it. Right. And either passively ignore it as something benign, or aggressively, or aggressively fight, against fight, against fight against it. And what we were trying to say is that the historical origins of Halloween are largely in part. Religious, yeah. Christian religion, yes, and uh, that the the act of Halloween has had ha, will give one the opportunity to recognize that death has no power over us to um, to enjoy and even uh, lovingly mock uh, the sense that death can't hurt us, yeah, and has evolved over time to be this weird hodgepodge of stuff. And there were other things as we talked about. There were other pagan things that did come into it, but yeah. those. Um, Samhain, Samhain, this thing that was happening in Ireland, uh, evolved separate from Halloween. It's the two things got merged, as they do. Yeah. As there's a thing called Saturnalia, uh, which happens around the winter solstice, and a lot of people say Christmas is just Saturnalia. Nope, those two things evolved on separate paths, but then they were close to each other. Yeah. And those things became intertwined, and the two things became uh, yoked in a sense, in the same way that. Uh, I don't know what the end of that sentence was going to be. Oh, the same way that like two shows that would be on TV, like uh, Family Matters and Full House were on at the same, right. Like, right beside each other. And so every once in a while they'd have a crossover episode. Right. But not, they were not. Yeah. It's not because those two ups, those two shows belong together. It's just they happen to be living together for so long that ABC saw some synergistic opportunities and would have crossover episodes. I'm really proud of that analogy. That's, yeah, that's yeah. a good one. So, the, uh, so one. Saturnalia and Christmas become a crossover episode. And yeah. Sam, Sam Hain, Samhain, uh, there's two different ways to pronounce the same thing. Um, and All Hallows' Eve became crossover episodes. And two things become mixed. Um, oh, by the way, this is uh, Historian Tyler. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. As you can hear by the music, and I've, I've been hearing by the music. I was really <laughs> delighted with the music we have for <laughs> Historian Tyler. Um but uh, so th- those are important things, and and again, our emphasis was to say, despite all of that, and despite the cultural uh, business we've been given, uh, we are not saying we didn't mean to come across saying Christians must celebrate Halloween. No, and if you don't, you're a prude. No, no, no. no. Uh, there are all kinds of reasons to not like Halloween, especially for some of the the things we didn't talk about, which is uh, the way we kind of alluded to people who are trying to hurt you on Halloween emotionally scare you like really make you feel bad right they will do that all times of year yeah. halloween is not the only time in which people will be terrible it's not the purge right it's not one night a week <laughs> one night a year where you can like kill people and do stuff right it is but um uh, it is a time where those people really thrive um but they'll still do terrible things on halloween or, or on christmas on new year's on yeah. stuff like that so it is a time where depravity um can feel comfortable um, but we also have Mardi Gras. We also have New Year's Eve. We also have like, re- like there are times yeah. throughout our culture where depravity seems like the right thing to do. Prom night, oftentimes, <laughs> yeah, things like that, where it doesn't. You don't have to be horrible on these. Like college, it's a great example. Yeah, no You kidding. don't have to do terrible things, but people expect you to, and so they're like, well, I guess I might as well because this is my one time to do it. Right. And some people who have kind of inclinations towards making people feel terrible feel entitled to do so more on a thing like Halloween. Yeah. But Halloween doesn't have to be about that. And it wasn't meant to be about that. And it largely still isn't about that. Right. 
And so that was our point was to try to say it's okay. Well, it's, as a Christian to to really appreciate right. Halloween, and you can celebrate it in a way that does still reflect a God who is more powerful than all this. And, and if I get aggressive about it, and I do, um, it's because there are so many Christians that question my faith for mm-hmm. actively participating in Halloween. Yeah, uh, if you we were responding to something that we didn't fully right unpack unpack before we started responding. Yeah. And if for you Halloween is just not your jam, yeah, uh, great, that's fine. That's totally cool. Um, my thing is don't make other Christians feel bad for celebrating something that is a holiday Yes, that we have claimed anyway. Yeah, and so in the process of fighting back against judgmental Christians, for, I mean, frankly, yeah. uh, against Halloween, we became judgmental Christians <laughs> against those judgmental Christians. It's yeah. that same we thing. We went full circle, yeah, which we, happens to every issue Yeah, available. we talked about that with progressives who yep. become judgmental against people who are too judgmental yeah uh which is a, i mean it's a big theme especially as you become enlightened about something um i mean and maybe that's the wrong word but as you feel that you have become enlightened about something yeah um you are more likely to then be less uh charitable charitable to those who still have those same beliefs that right. you used to have right and we need to recognize that we need to have grace for as you be as you grow and develop a sense of empathy for something that you didn't have before yeah. you need to then grow empathy for the people who have not yet yeah. been come out of that cave and and it is a tone thing my my i wish the tone of that episode and again we were rushed and we had a lot of things going on and yeah. we were live live time uh the tone i wish it would have embodied and the tone i, I hope i can purvey in the future is why kind of like when you taste Suppose you were trying to tell somebody about a Reese's peanut butter pumpkin, yeah, uh, who had never had one before. Yeah. It's like, come on, taste and see. Yeah, uh, this is a good thing. And they um, may say, "I'm actually allergic to peanut butter." Right. At which point, yeah. great. Stay, in the same way that away. someone may be like, "I had uh, uh, a lot of death in my life," and uh, this, and so this kind of celebration of stuff like this, even if it's tangential to what is going on, yeah. is something I'm not really down with uh, celebrating. Right, and that's all reasonable, and yeah. and and people should should use their judgment there. My thing is always there are people that intentionally keep themselves out because they yep. fear it as some sort of pagan yep. attack on their religion. And that's no good. It's yeah. a really good holiday. A um, good Bible thing to bring into this. There is a biblical story, a biblical passage in Corinthians where Paul, Apostle Paul, is writing to this new church in Corinth that has a problem, mm-hmm. particularly with new converts. So there was a pagan religion in there that basically every meat in the market, in the local market, uh, it had been sacrificed to this pagan god right like that was just and and so once once they sacrificed the meat then they would, once they sacrificed the the bull then they would just sell the meat so any meat that you bought in this market in corinth had been used in a religious ceremony yeah and there were a bunch of people who last week had been believers of this other religion who now uh, saw their christian brothers and sisters eating this meat and thinking like wait a minute I thought you were saying that that was fake, but you're now participating in this stuff. And so what Paul says is to those Christians, it's totally fine yeah. for you to eat that meat because it, it's, it's the, the God that it was sacrificed to is nothing. Yeah, it's so meaningless. there's yeah. really no problem for you to eat that. But you still need to be aware of how it affects Others. these these, uh, these new believers that are coming in and how that's kind of confusing. Yeah. And so what he says is, uh, uh, and it becomes the shorthand for, people who know kind of the deeper cuts of the Bible is to say, well, it's meat sacrificed idols. And I will say that sometimes when talking about something that is okay to do, but not in every situation. Right. And what Paul says is while everything is permissible, not everything is beneficial. beneficial. And Halloween is the a perfect example of that. Another yeah. thing is alcohol. Yeah. Like drinking, like there's nothing about, there's nothing even in the Bible unless you're Samson that talks about drinking as like, it's not right. permitted. And even I mean, to Timothy, it's encouraged. Yeah. yeah. And, and that it's okay to do this, but being drunk is not okay. Right. And and not a benefit to anyone. And there's lots of times in the Bible where it does talk about like kind of alcohol, like drinking being a problem, like being drunk being a problem. Because it is. I mean, yeah. it's, just, it's not to say that getting drunk at all is a problem, but getting drunk as a mainstay is a really problem. And it causes you to do bad things. So alcohol in and of itself is not evil, but what it can make you do. Is, is bad or what it will make you feel comfortable doing that's a better alcohol doesn't make you do anything it just removes yeah, right. the barriers and the social things that would tell you this is not appropriate so to say like oh i was drunk that's not a good excuse right that's just, just it's like that's, a, that's an excuse like away. saying i didn't know anyone was looking yeah because it just takes away those those barriers that we have socially 
Uh, and so the that's a great not everything is beneficial like drinking in front of high school students as a youth leader not a smart idea no it doesn't mean that drinking is bad if you're a 38 year old person right uh but doing it in front of 12 year olds bad idea you're trying to help model good choices is is not a great idea um so while everything is permissible not everything is beneficial right same with halloween yeah so the ways in which we love Halloween may not be beneficial to people who really struggle with this, who like dabbled in Wicca or something like that, yeah. um, or who really struggle with depression or like that it's triggering images. Yeah. And so we do want to be sensitive to that kind of stuff. And so it wasn't just a full scale endorsement and or requirement of all Christians to like right. get down with Halloween. But it was saying we need to stop being so uptight about some of this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And on as, as a coda to all that is, um, you know, sometimes we find ourselves, a lot of times you and I find ourselves on the same side of an argument. What's yeah. the best Halloween candy? Reese's peanut yeah, butter pumpkin. Yeah. And it's hard to argue. Then we become more enthusiastic. I'm yeah. encouraged to see a Twitter audience. Twitter is usually used for bad, but yeah. for Twitter audience to call us out on that stuff is vital yeah. and important. And I, I hopefully you hear in this, we want to respond to all that. Yeah. Um, totally so then, call so us out when we get kind of locked in our own agreement yeah. on stuff. And please do that because we want to be sensitive to that stuff. Um, yeah. And so thank you very much uh, specifically to our good friend Carl Anderson. Who wants to be on the pod and I'm going to... Oh, we got to get him. I'm going to figure out the technology We need to figure that. it out. Yeah, because yeah. we promised Rob Bradford an episode. Yeah. And then, there are some people at a distance yeah. that need to be a part of this. Yeah. But anyway, we'll we'll get... If you want to be on the podcast, let us know. We'll find... We'll figure out technology to make that possible because yeah. we, we want it to sound as good as possible. We don't want it to just sound like someone over Skype because a lot of times it sounds gross yeah uh, as jeff goldblum says life finds a way <laughs> life uh finds a way yeah jeff goldblum who is ian malcolm from jurassic park yes. if you don't know who that is and if you don't know that i am sorry i cannot connect you to jeff goldblum you just need to see <laughs> jurassic park jeff goldblum is the greatest weirdo that we have oh he is he's delighted so we have this weirdo spectrum of like john malkovich who's like uh, and then chris walker is like i think that's a crazy person yeah and then jeff goldblum who's not crazy but just like just enough he would touch you a lot like he would like <laughs> rub your shoulders and stuff in a way that's like not invited but i'm yeah. not really gonna refuse it but it does he, one of those few people that just will be very I think he's just a very handsy guy yeah um, in a non-creepy way which serves Continue. as a transition yeah. yeah yeah is Jurassic Park a horror movie I think the first one is not okay I think latter ones maybe are um, yeah they, yeah yeah, so that that's a great. I like that transition. So we're we're gonna talk about scary movies a little bit. And yes. I as so to kind of start it off. I like scary movies. I don't like torture porn. No, that's so like hostile where you're just watching people suffer. Um, the first Saw movie, I'm kind of into. I've never seen it. I, I the first one is actually there's not much gore in the first one. Surprisingly, yeah, it's all kind of insinuated, and so it feels gorier in retrospect because all the other ones are so gratuitously gory and just right. tortury. The first one is very kind of tortury, but it's mind gamey. Like right. These That's, people wake yeah. up chained to a wall and the, con and even the most gruesome thing, which is on the poster, like on the poster, <laughs> there's a severed foot. Yeah. There's a guy who has to, the only way he can get out is if he cuts his foot off because it's chained to a thing. Right. And to spoil it the way that the poster does, he does this. It's Carrie always from the princess bride. Yeah. He does this at the very end, and you don't see any of it. You just see them reacting to him cutting his foot off, and um, and so that even that act is not really shown in the first saw. Now it's still even that it's, description yeah. is pretty terrible. So right. I'm not saying that this is a great movie, but I when I saw it, I was like, oh, that was kind of clever. I don't ever want to go back there. Yeah, and then it did eight times, <laughs> uh, and I've only seen I've seen two or three. Like they're just like they're terrible after. Yeah. Um, so I'm not interested in the. Let's watch people suffer physically. There are some, like Saw, that I'm mm -hmm. kind of okay with. But I like the concept of being a little scared. Yes. And again, kind of like a roller coaster. We talked about this with the fear thing. Uh, that a roller coaster is, it's fun because it really does make you feel. There's part of your body that is like, I'm going to die. Yeah. Even though you, you know, know you're, you're safe. Not. But the less, that's kind of why I like to stand up on roller coasters. Because <laughs> I like that, like, maybe I'm going to make it a little less safe. Yeah. I still uh, but, appreciate that little fact about you. <laughs> yep. I don't do it again on the straightaways. I just do it like when I'm going down a hill. Yeah. So when it's like, I mean, probably the most dangerous time to stand up. I'm not yeah. going to like hit my head off of something. But Where I all might... the big signs are that say don't stand yeah, up. Yeah. yeah. I'm not, I don't do it around other girders, but I do it at a time where I could actually fall out of the car. <laughs> 
uh, yeah, I don't encourage anyone. Please don't yeah, do please this. Don't, it, yeah. Or at least sue Tyler, not me. Yeah, yeah. I did realize that there, based on the way I live my life recklessly, I'm probably going to die either by a heart attack, falling out of a roller coaster, or texting while I'm driving. Yeah. This is one of the So if you, the, the, the this is ominous. You'll, you'll like in five years, you'll be like, oh no, he talked about yeah. that. Uh, it was he had a heart attack while he was on a roller coaster and texting at the same time. Uh, so, All but, of them. So the scary movies that I like are like the classic or kind of scary yeah. things. And there are, we are, uh, my wife and I love watching movies together, love watching TV together. And we have very, our tastes and stuff line up in ways that I am only, have only become aware as a become a more grown adult that is not the norm. Yeah. Most husbands and wives will watch certain shows together, but not the majority of the show. Like we watch right. like 95% of the stuff we like line up straight up. Yeah, uh, no, which that is, is which not is the case for Sarah and I. Yeah, it's that delightful. poor girl, I I put her through a lot. <laughs> yeah, it, and uh, so it's been really, uh, it's really nice in terms of watch. And so we have kind of annual seasonal movies that we watch every year. And Halloween is like a month of we watch these certain scary movies. And it's like The Shining, which is another good one that is really that's a that's a real good one because yeah. I mean in that whole movie, never seen it. So to here, the and this is not no even one. To spoil it two people die in that movie right uh and one of them is the bad guy <laughs> uh and so and he, he just dies in a in a way that is kind of benign mm. um but uh there is a a horror in that whole i mean it's a true horror movie in that you are on edge the whole time and it's yeah. like tense and it's just build 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 there's creepy things there's this wall of blood <laughs> that they keep yeah. showing uh i mean so it's really the imagery and it's a beautiful movie it's an unsettling movie it's not a gory movie right the one death that's not the bad guy is actually bloodless effectively like it's uh i mean it's kind of it's yeah it's it's in it's a really that is my kind of jam so that's I, I I gather again I don't do a lot of horror movies yeah. but like I think there's a spectrum yeah psychological horror right is where I am body well, horror no well that's yeah body horror is like way over here I yeah. put my hand up that well no and one there's can see. A, to be specific in terms of categorizing there is torture porn and then there's body horror which is like watching people like bad things happen to a person transforming like there's a guy David Cronenberg who does a lot of stuff like the Jeff Goldblum fly. Movie yeah, yeah, is yeah. body horror because it's just a movie where he slowly turns into a really gross fly, right? Like a gross thing happening to a body, not a person being tortured, but them turn decaying and stuff. That's body like horror. the Santa Claus starring Tim Allen. <laughs> that is a body horror movie. <laughs> it is. That is exactly yeah. yeah. Uh, so if you're asking about Jurassic Park, not yeah. quite horror. Well, Santa Claus, totally body horror, horror movie. Yeah. Yeah. I think Jurassic it starts Park, with a murder. <laughs> I think Jurassic Park's on the the shallower end of the horror movie genre that I would call certainly, like certainly suspense. there are horror moments in that yeah. movie when like the when guy the gets hand, eaten off the toilet or like when the hand falls on on yes, her she, that's a very horror that's a yeah. very horror and movie and it's a boo scare with a severed arm yeah, yeah so there are definitely horror aspects to that movie right it's um, not like Poltergeist which is just straight up right gross there's paranormal paranormal yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. horror movie yeah that that's its own category I went with Poltergeist because that's also widely believed to have been directed by Steven Spielberg, even though it's directed by Toby Hooper, who did, uh, Toby Hooper did the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which is a straight up horror movie. Yes, it is. And so then he was hired to do, this is his first big budget thing, but, but Spielberg was doing Close Encounters mm-hmm. at that exact same time. And, or no, not Close Encounters, doing the E.T. So this is 81. Okay. And he wrote Poltergeist. And I think wanted to direct it, but the studio wouldn't let him direct two, two different at movies the at the same time. Yeah. So I think he hired Toby Hooper just to give him cred to be like a real director and then because he was on set all the time and when the you, you see the back to back back behind the scenes stuff all the actors talk about talking to steven spielberg they don't talk right. about talking to toby hooper so he was definitely there he was co-directing that movie if not just straight up directing it if there's but that's theme a straight music, up horror movie yeah if there's theme music for tyler the historian there should be theme music for tyler the imdb yeah the movie guy database brain yeah yeah it's that real chintzy hollywood so let me ask a question about something i've not seen yeah uh, because I think there are theological implications in this, and the, the, uh, we 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 had this Jewish Christian dialogue yesterday, and we talked through, which um, is a regular thing you do at this church. Yeah, you have once a, a month, a rabbi come in and you Phenomenal. just talk about theology. Most yeah. fun thing I do every month. Yeah. Um, but we we touched on scary movies yesterday, 
uh, and The Exorcist came up. Oh, man. That's as, a great movie. Okay. Great movie. One of the best horror movies. Talk about why and talk about the theological implications behind that because there's a lot yeah. of religion in that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a, and it's a, it's one of those rare cases where religion is done well. Okay. In a movie. Um, now, it's, it's a very specific aspect of Catholicism, like exorcisms and stuff, which I'm not really down with. Yeah. Theologically, but it does it well. Okay. Um, and to, I mean that's a whole other can of worms. That's a that's part of our devil conversation that we'll have at some yeah. point in terms of uh, possession and things like that. Devils like, and demons and all that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the Rob Bradford episode. So um, <laughs> previously alluded to. Um, but so it does. It treats God as real. It treats the devil as real. It doesn't um, overly glamorize either, in the sense that it's written by William Peter Blatty, who is a uh, practicing Catholic who has a. a profound faith so has has some background to yes it. this yes. is not just like what he's talking about yeah. yeah and he bases it off of actual accounts of real exorcisms in the end it's not like god is stupid like in the end god is more powerful than this devil right um and so it ends but the devil has legitimate power like this demon and it's legion um that is in her like so it's like multiple devils uh it does it, i mean it kind of it uses all of these terrible things for great effect but never completely gratuitously right always in a way to say isn't this terrible it is always horrifying it's not like yeah like the problem with the worst horror movies is that you are cheering and glorifying like when it glamorizes death and suffering yeah that's the stuff that i don't like that's why i don't like hostile like that's that mm -hmm. whole movie mm -hmm. is just watching people get tortured and you're like delighting in it yeah um yeah, when that's kind horror, of masochistic. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's it's really it's depraved. Is really, I mean, it's the worst part of who we are. Yeah, um, and there's, uh, I mean, there are times where I see that and like, yeah, that's great, and then I feel terrible, and that's what like kind of some of the more campy horror movies do really desensitize kind of violence and and stuff like that in a way that makes it fun. That's not good. Yeah. Um, and The Exorcist never quite does that. Uh, I mean, it's it's realness is almost overwhelming. So I, I, the Exorcist is definitely not for everybody. Right. But it takes this horror as actual horror. It, it you always feel bad for this little girl that it's happening to. Um, when it resolves, it's a happy ending that is ominous because hmm. this you are like this evil is real. The Omen is similar. Yeah. Uh, in that it's more again kind of fringe theology but it takes it seriously it's from i mean it's from a similar time the early 70s when they they were taking religion kind of seriously yeah. like it wasn't mocking religion uh but it was the beginnings of trying to mine the creepier parts of religion for kind of theological and uh philosophical terror yeah uh, as this is not just evil that's an idea this is it's not monsters it's not frankenstein um or aliens this is actual yeah, uh, like existential fear, legitimate evil. Yeah, and um, so I think that those that movie is really good in that sense. Um, a movie, then you get into Paul Schrader. Oh, uh, that's not written by Paul Schrader. The Exorcist Three, yeah, is actually the best of those movies. Okay, um, The Exorcist Two is terrible, <laughs> <laughs> as sequels uh, are wont yeah, to do. Yeah, and it's it's really. Um, it's a terrible movie. Uh, I would just don't don't even watch it. Like it's it's the worst of the '70s movies. It's the worst of the. Let's turn this into a thing. Um, it, it doesn't know its theology. It turns everything into terrible stuff. Yeah. Uh, the Exorcist Three is written and directed by William Peter Blatty again, the guy who wrote the novel, um, and it is great. Yeah. And terrifying. One of the scariest moments of any movie that I've ever seen is in that movie. And it's so scary that you're like, huh, but it's not scary. Like, I don't ever want to see that again. It's not, it doesn't, it's not a boo gory shot of something. Yeah. Um, but it is, it's terrifying. And it's part of it is it builds up to this moment and it's, uh, it involves a giant pair of scissors. <laughs> That's what I'll say. Yeah. Uh, but you don't see anything. It, right. You just see, you're like, huh, is it going to happen? No. Huh, is it going to happen? No. Huh, is it going to happen? We're safe. Oh no, we're not safe like that kind yeah, of. Yeah, and yeah. also in the background, they subtly change some stuff. Like that is, I think the smartest. Again, psychological horror to me is the best. The new It movie, not the second one. I never saw the right. second one. I haven't seen the second one yet. Uh, I read the book It in order when I knew that the new one was coming out. This is Pennywise in the sewer. Yes, the clown yes. In the sewer, so yeah. Stephen King's It, and the the new one came out I think two years ago, just called It, and then there was It Chapter Two. 
that came out um, this summer, which I still haven't seen. I heard it was pretty good. Um, first one was great, and it was great because of the subtlety. Yes, yeah. and like some of the stuff was really in your face, and it's—I mean—it's actually written like a Steve. It matches the tone of Stephen King books. If you've ever read a Stephen King book, I highly recommend them. They're very well written. Yeah, he does characters really, really well. He has his humor is the one time where you can see that Stephen King has a very specific kind of humor, and he gives that sense of humor to all of his characters. Yeah, and so they will laugh hysterically at jokes that are not funny, <laughs> but you know that it's funny. It's but funny to, to him, him, he's funny. And, yeah, but he's really good at kind of writing a variety of characters, and they all have different motivations and stuff. So his ability to create a scene is really um sensory he's yeah. he's a really good writer um his endings are not great but that's not the point yeah like, right and it's, all of his endings are just like oh but but again like <laughs> oh, a, like, like a saturday night live sketch yeah um but the book it one of the things that's so good about it is that there are and the director does this really well there are things that happen in the background out of focus that you may not pick up on right away yep but just make you feel uncomfortable yeah there's one scene so it involves all these kids which is also kind of thing disturbing so yeah. there's this clown which is actually this demon again uh that is uh, taking on the form of a clown that is just kind of kidnapping and killing people um and it has kind of chosen these well, i think five six kids uh and is kind of in there it's there's a whole lot of complicated stuff that goes into it but you don't need to know and you don't need to, you don't know this at the time at one scene, there's a kid who's in the library, and he always goes to the library because that's where he feels safe because he's picked on for being overweight. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's reading this history of Derry, the town that they live in, and learning more about kind of these images. And as it's slowly panning out on him, there's only a couple other people in the in the library, and way in the back, there's a lady, you know, like filing books, like probably another librarian. And it cuts to like him in the book, and it's just slowly getting closer, and like. In a normal thing, like you cut away, you cut to the book, you cut to him, you cut to and normal cuts, and the lady in the background is out of focus, like in a normal kind of thing. Yeah. And then it cuts back to one shot, and she is looking straight at the camera, and smiling, in this creepy, like like the like the clown does. Yeah. But it's not in focus. Yeah. So it's your eye is not immediately drawn to it, and it lingers on it just enough. You're like, whoa, and then. Yeah. Then it cuts, and then you never really see that again. But you get there's this sense of this ominous. It's everywhere. Fear. Yeah. yeah. That is that real? Is that really a lady, or is that actually the clown? And the the movies that have the patience to do something like that. Yep. Are well, the even, best scares because it's, again, it's that psychological stuff. So I'm not I'm not huge on these scary movies, but this will this will date me a little bit, and it's kind of similar idea, but yeah. The Ring. Yeah, the ring is my other like I was gonna say that right after The Shining. Yeah, because there's only two people that die in that too. Right on screen. Uh, yeah. It, so there's other death, but there's only two that die on screen. Part of the plot of this is if you uh, in the ring, there's this little VHS tape. Yeah. Um, that if you watch it, it looks like a student film or whatever. But yeah. when you watch, it looks the like movie, a Nine Inch Nails video. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's really a good description. Um, and when you watch the video, you're going to die. Yeah. Like, you can't not die. You watch it, and then immediately after that, you get a phone call that just says, seven days. Right. And then seven days later, you die. What was awesome about that movie and the way I watched it, Sarah and I watched it together when we were back in high school, Yeah. on VHS. Yeah. Oh. So, and, and she had this, v, I remember this moment, because it was, like, legitimately scary, but yeah. I think this is exactly what the movie wanted you to do. Yeah. You watch this whole movie, and it kind of ends with this idea that if you watch the movie, you're going to die. Yeah. And then Sarah's VCR had an auto-eject oh, feature to it. Yes. So, like, the movie ends, and then the tape just popped out and sat there for a minute, and the two of us were like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> did, did, what's going on? Like, it was So, like, creative stuff like that that makes you, the scare lives on long after the movie. Yeah. So, uh, I have a good ring story, too. So, we yeah. saw that. Um, in uh, my wife and I, we had just gotten married. Um, this was in our first year of marriage. We were at Disney World. Um, and uh, so it was either, our, I don't think it was on our honeymoon. I think it was on subsequent visits. We we got an annual pass because we lived in Florida. So we went to Disney World like 12, 15 times that year. Just yeah. the two of us. It's great. I think I've already talked about that, but it's another story for another day. Um, but Disney World would close at like 7 o'clock and there was nothing to do right. at night. And so we went to a movie uh, at downtown Disney at that point and saw the ring and it was great terrified us went back to our hotel 
uh, there was it was a bargainer ho- bargain hotel off property, uh-huh. and it had one of those like classic old TVs, like an old tube TV, which is in the in the show yeah, The that's Ring. That's what they're watching. She on. Cli- and then and then the girl who kills you climbs out of the TV right. and walks in this weird kind of backwards walk, like really disjointed, and then yeah, uh, scares you to death, almost like a human yeah. spider or something. Yeah, yeah. and like l- when people are found, they are scared to death, and their faces are all distorted. And, yeah. Um, and so I wake up in the middle, like I cannot sleep from just seeing this movie because <laughs> it's terrifying. And, uh, I, I keep, uh, I'm like throughout the night, I'm just like staring at this TV and realizing that's exactly the TV. Yeah. Where that's the one. And so I, I loved that scare. That kind of thing is delightful to me, like a roller coaster. So I told my younger sister who's 10 years younger than me. So she's probably 12 or 13 at this point. Yeah. I told her, I told everybody, you have to go see this movie, the ring. It's great. And uh, she missed it in theaters. And then I told her, we got it on DVD like as soon as it came out. Because I was like, this is a great movie. We were, and said, we're going to watch this movie tonight. You all should go rent it, watch it too. Uh-huh. My sister, who's a genius, decides, 12-year-old genius at this point, says, I know the basic premise of this because this was in the commercials, that after yeah. you watch the movie, you get a phone call and it says seven days. And then it hangs up. And so she's going to play 12-year-old prank on us. Oh, Addie. And just kind of like sets in her head like, okay, I bet the movie's this long. Yeah. And I'll call them. It'll be hilarious. And so we watched. I forgot that I had told her about it, that we had even, that I had given her. And this is like 2002. So this is yeah. not, we, we're not as technologically savvy to be like, oh, I'll look up on the internet. It's 97 minutes. I'll wait exactly that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She just kind of sets in her head. I'm going to call at this certain point. We watch the movie. Boom. Credits start rolling. Phone rings out and it's just it's just adrian and i (laughs) i in my head this is my thought i don't say this out loud i think i'm not answering the phone she has to answer the phone and we also have a at this point we still had a regular phone like this is the last time we had a a regular phone not just cell phone so our home phone rings yeah this is a prank that only works in 2002 it it doesn't exist anymore you can't do this anymore um and my thought was i'm not gonna pick it up and then as soon as she picks it up, I am then thinking, because I'm still stuck in the mythology of this movie. Yeah. Will I die if I don't answer the phone? Yeah, like, right. Clearly is she's a goner. <laughs> but does this, is it only who answers what the phone? What a gentleman, too. Oh, that you, you I was a hung Adrian out to dry. Wimp. Yeah. <laughs> I was <laughs> clearly not, th- I was only in survival instinct at this point. Yeah. And so she picks up the phone and I'm, here's what I hear. So she picks up the phone. She goes, hello? Who is this? What did you do? And she looks at me and says, what did you do? And I said, what? She said, who is this? And then she hangs up the phone. Incredible. And I said, what was it? And she said, what did you do? I said, I didn't do anything. Well, who was that? She said, it said seven days. Okay. So then the, the other side of this is it. So we're down in Florida, uh, up in, in Pennsylvania, a 12-year-old, Addy Domsky, yeah, thinks this would be hilarious, calls at just the random time, thinking like, oh, it'll be about that long. And picks up the phone. Her new sister-in-law, who she loves, uh, answers the phone. And she just goes, seven days. And then immediately hears, who is this? What did you do? And thinking, uh, um, uh, and doesn't know even what to say. And then Adrian hangs up. And so she thinks, we're furious at her. Yeah. And that the joke did not work. And we're just mad that she called so late or something like that. And again, all I'm thinking is, I'm not going to die, happening? right? I'm not going to die because I didn't pick up the phone. Thank goodness I didn't pick up the phone. And then she calls back in like five minutes. She's like, are you guys mad at me? And we're like, oh, oh, oh my goodness. Oh. But that kind of fear is a fun story for me. Yeah, right. Because it's there's something about these scary movies, again, which we talked about a little bit last week and even the week before that, that this fear, um, a safe kind of fear can be really helpful. Like yeah. that it, it is helpful to, to kind of deal with our kind of broken lizard brains that um, are scared of ghosts are scared of this concept of something bigger yeah, and something that can really get at us um, in a way that um, is, is really, I mean, there is legitimate things to be afraid of. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are, are things that are just not fun, not, not worth being afraid of, but we still are afraid of them. Like yeah. there are no Draculas, there are no vampires. No, but, but they're enough to scare us. Like yeah, any rational right person yeah. knows that that girl is not crawling out of the TV. Yeah. Right. Like that oh, is absolutely. not an option. But However, there is a sense. Yeah. And, and this is again, a deeper thing. Like whereas the exorcist 
there is a sense of like there is a real evil in the world. Yeah. And this story could be true. Yeah. There's something about the fear, and even if you don't like scary movies, um, you like roller coasters. Yeah. You there are certain things that um, we have certain scares that we're not averse to. Right. You may like rock climbing, and there's an adrenaline that goes with rock climbing because there is a fear that you could fall. Yeah. It's now, just even, enough. Yeah. And and it's not no rock climbing and scary movies seem to be odd comparisons, but it's still something where there is a correlation there that we as humans like adrenaline and adrenaline happens when we are put in a fight or flight mode and we're put in fight flight mode when there is a certain level of fear and danger to something we're doing. Right. Whether or not that is just playing video games for you or driving slightly faster than the speed limit or <laughs> texting, while, texting driving. while you're driving <laughs> or eating too many hamburgers like that. There's something about it that um, we do kind of like to push the limits of stuff. Yeah. And to me, one of the comforts that I take in all of this, and this gets back to the Halloween thing, is that knowing that death is not something to fear. Right. Because I know to me, like I have a belief that this isn't the end. And not callously, like, so so screw it. I'm just going to do whatever. Like, that kind of old YOLO attitude of, like, right. no, you only no, live no. once, so just do it. Like, no, not that. Yeah. Because I'm the, still scared of how I'll die. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to die. <laughs> yeah. But I'm not really that scared of dying because I I truly believe that's not the end. Right. Um, again, not arrogantly and, and selfishly, I think that it is important for us to do as much as we can, that this is a gift and we shouldn't mm-hmm. just waste our lives, that we should really... Um, make a difference but the the idea of death that's not the end yeah. well in fact believing that this is not the end allows us to treasure our lives even more yes um, because you don't have to live in fear or you don't have to live as if this is the only thing you've got yeah um, and even something like the exorcist is not as scary because God does win yeah in that uh, not to spoil that movie yeah God does win. Not to spoil life. Yeah. In no, general. it doesn't. It doesn't <laughs> remove evil for all time because it's not the end of everything. But right. God wins at the end of that movie. Right. And some of these, the the more hokey movies like the Halloweens, like the Michael Myers, the Jason Voorhees, the Freddy Kruegers, like those are more ridiculous because they're just about um, violence. Bo- they're boo scares. Yeah. yeah. They are the haunted house at. Um, an amusement park where you're going through and there's just people who you know can't touch you. Right. But they just will go like, and they're, they get scary because it's confusing. Yeah. And like the Freddy Krueger movie, the very first one, it's really like legitimately scary and then he just goes, ah, and he holds up his hand and cuts off his phone fingers. You're like, what? Like it doesn't make any sense. Right. And then all of a sudden the next shot he's got a full hand again. So it's like, well that doesn't, that's just weird. Like yeah. how come? Like it's just, uh, that when you're just going being scary by being confusing and being uh, just relying on those boo scares, that's not as uh, that's not fear. Yeah. That's surprise. And so much of our horror stuff is based on surprise. How can I shock you? Right. Not what are you actually afraid of? Yeah. Um, and dealing with being shocked is one thing, but also just dealing with fear. Um Really, I mean, the heart of the gospel is saying that you don't have to be afraid. Right. There's, you're going to get hurt. It's not saying nothing can hurt you. Right. Things you're going to hurt, hurt you. Yeah. And yeah. and Jesus comes and saying, yeah, it's going to suck. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and oh, you're totally going to get hurt. Like, yeah. anyone who follows me is going to get hurt um, emotionally. You're, you're going to divide your family. Yeah. Like, it's going to, this is going to come up against a lot of things that people don't want you to deal with. Like, loving your enemy is a really hard thing to do. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> it's going to be worth it. Yeah. And, yeah. and I do think that this is a, this is a good season, even if you don't celebrate the holiday, even if you don't like what's going on, it's good. It's a good time for us to recognize that uh, the things that we're afraid of, if we are truly believing in a loving God who is going to fix all this, that ultimately the things that can hurt us can't hurt us forever. Yeah. And there's some joy in that. Uh, there's tr- tremendous joy in that. Yeah. But we are promised the dark. We are promised the night. Yeah. Um, but it's not going to last. Yes, indeed. So, uh, for the Twitter this week, tell us your favorite. Uh, well, hang on. That's okay. the easy answer. That's the oh, easy yeah, question. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Is what, what's your favorite scary movie? Well, give us that. Give but us that. Also, That's fine. Yeah. Here's what I'm most interested in. What, yeah. is the, what is the scary movie that has had lasting fear for you after the movie's over? Yes. So, a la The Ring. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so, like, What's any the movie... one that you couldn't shake? Yeah. Sometimes exactly. it may be because you saw it when you were five. Right. Right. But, 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 you know, f- credits roll, 
Any any scary movie can scare you while the movie's playing. Yeah. What's the scary movie that scares you days later? Yes. Ooh, um, that or you are, years later. Even, yeah, right. That you may be afraid to talk about. And it yeah. could be, again, a scary thing that was not meant to be scary. I Maybe mean, you're still scared of Raptar from the Rugrats movie. Yeah, to this day, I will not go to a island populated by cloned dinosaurs. Like, that's just not really? part of yeah, it. Okay. I'm not. I know everybody else is down with okay, it, but I've that's not my... That's not my jam. Yeah. It so. never ends well. I don't know how many <laughs> movies they need to add to be like, oh, this is a terrible idea. Yeah, it's bad. Uh, so, uh, Rough the Pastor on Twitter, uh, Roughing the Pastor on Instagram. Yeah, and even though eventually we're going to get a healthy bank of these again, please uh, like let us know dissenting opinions. Yes. Let us, like, let's have an actual conversation. That's what I really appreciate about the, the online conversation. There was kind of a troll who jumped in at one point, but, yeah. uh, but there was a real conversation there. Yep. And I think that it's, even if we didn't come to a full, like, oh, now we both agree, like, that's the whole that's the, the, the deal the point of these things is not to be like Tyler and Jay know everything about life right so now. listen to us experts it's to say like here's some thoughts that we have what do you guys think about that yep. so our engagement with Twitter at the end of the, each of these episodes is really an invitation to give us some comments and thoughts about this we really want to have that conversation and we are clearly uh, sometimes we're we're too excited about something sometimes we don't have quite enough time to expound on stuff and sometimes we need people to say like what about this and we can say oh yeah we didn't think about that yeah we were wrong or maybe we didn't express ourselves in the way that we thought we did and so uh we want this to be a conversation that we want to be thoughtful and engaging in the way that, that happens is for you to let us know what you think 100 even if you're coming to this four months later if it's january yeah. and you're now listening to the halloween episodes that's okay hop on we're yeah, still around yeah yeah Unless we die, yeah. As long up as on a roller coaster. You, as long as you uh, um, include the at of roughing the pastor, rough the pastor in there, we'll, we'll get it. Yeah. Well, I've been Jay, and I've been Tyler, and this has been roughing, roughing the, the pastor. pastor.